comic book pit. Okay. To the comic book hit podcast. This is episode 333. Nice. Trip threes. Play that number in the lottery, folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are a comic book discussion and review podcast. Uh, I'm Dan, and with me in the amazing Sorgatron Media Studio in uh, well, I was going to say bright and sunny beach view, but <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. dark and dreary beach view uh, today <laughs> as the as we're in the, the doldrums of December. <laughs> uh, uh, on the uh, the comfy purple couch, we've got purple. Scott Headland. What's up, people? Wanted, dead or alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Link. Hey, everybody. I don't have anything. I got nothing. Yeah, I, 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 I got just, nothing. Do I need a catchphrase? With his th- Christmas shirt. Yeah, with, uh, his, uh, yeah. with his weird Mountain Dew drink today. <laughs> yeah, tell everyone about by, that. <laughs> sponsored oh, nice. by Merry Mashup. Um, yeah, it's cranberry pomegranate Mountain Dew. So. Oh, my goodness. It, it's actually, he gave me a little little yeah. taste. It's actually not bad. <laughs> That's how you get hooked. I thought I was yeah, going to hate it. a little it. taste. Just, yeah. just the word pomegranate kind of makes me, like, clench up a little bit. No, yeah. I don't like pomegranate flavored things that but it's, it's very subtle yeah it's subtle yeah taco bell let that one go by yeah yeah like <laughs> <laughs> we got baja blast that's all we need yep. yeah they have some <laughs> strange flavors at that at taco bells yeah. they like i had one a few weeks or months ago it was like some sort of mango thing oh yeah it was awful <laughs> <laughs> like I'd, I'd rather like i don't know like choked down a t- <clears throat> like a tube of toothpaste or something i mean it was just like <laughs> I think wow could, it was terrible they could only you know Come strike so it, many flavors strike it rich on so many and i think yeah baja blast was their was their hit for that and you know and dorito nacho no i don't know man. <laughs> well, like well code red i mean come on code red what i don't know if that was a taco bell no, no but i'm just saying as far as like, oh, as like far a, as like you know alternate dudes oh yeah yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, there's. No, I, you, you can see which ones have survived over the years. It was actually. <laughs> and uh, which ones have not. Yeah. Garrett Free, uh, comic writer, local dude. He actually said he he feels that it's uh, Baja Blast is the perfect pairing to uh, Taco Bell um, tacos. So, and I have to agree. Like that's a good. Like if you're gonna pair with, uh, you know, garbage tacos, then. They're yeah. not garbage though. They're not. They're not that bad. So. Yeah, bite your well, tongue. No, they won. They yeah. won the food wars. Oh yeah, they won <laughs> the food. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. In the future. Yeah. Everything's Taco Bell. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if, if if we're if we're to believe Demolition Man. Yeah. I choose to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's a world I want to live in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, but we, <laughs> we, we joke, but Taco Bell really is the best. We're trying to get the <laughs> get the goofiness out now. Yeah. Get the, I'm trying to get that Taco Bell sponsorship, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Okay. I want, I, you know, like a year from now, I want to be taco or comic book pit sponsored by Taco Bell. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'll, wear, I'll, I'll wear like a Taco Bell <laughs> shirt, hat. Throw there a, you go. Get, put a bell tattoo yeah. on my shoulder. I don't <laughs> care, man. Do it all. <laughs> Give me that. Give me that TB love. You'll carry out Taco Bell. I should say TB love. That sounds pretty bad. Yeah, that's, that's like tuberculosis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so we're here to talk about some comic books. Um, I know you said you guys said you're a little little light on uh, your material, but I can I can get things started. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And then we can uh, filter you guys in as as need be as I've, I've got. I mean, it's so not like a ton of stuff refresh to talk. Refresh my memory too, because it's like a blur holidays. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, we're coming off the Thanksgiving holiday, and yeah. now we're going into Christmas time, and it's going to get a little, little crazy. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah. So I guess the first thing I wanted to wanted to talk about, the first thing I read was, um, uh, it's kind of a <laughs> awkward, not awkward title, but it's I feel like it's lengthy. It's Star Trek colon Picard colon <laughs> <laughs> Countdown number one, and this is uh, I believe like a uh, that? prequel series to the the new thing the new show that's coming out on oh. CBS All Access and it's going to be no I don't know I mean I I guess it has to be canon I mean otherwise eh, yeah I guess <laughs> I mean I don't yeah. know I don't, I don't know how just for clarification though you're saying issue number one and not number one exactly issue one um, <laughs> from from IDW one. I believe it's Com- IDW yeah <laughs> Um, so this, this is, um, the story is a, a story that's leading, going to, I guess, lead into the show, uh, that's going to be coming out, I think next year. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're I'm like a year. year. I'm like, oh wait, no, that's well, yeah. 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 Soon. Soon. We'll very soon. We'll say yeah. soon. Uh, but, um, yeah, that is IDW and it's, um, written by, uh, Kirsten uh, Kirsten Bayer and Mike Johnson, and art by um, Angel Hernandez, colors by Joanna Lafuente. Um, I think Mike Johnson has done a lot of of IDW's Star Wars stuff. Like I think he does a lot of the um, Abrams verse. Oh, okay, yeah, the uh, name's familiar. Which okay. um, I've only read a little bit of, but it's like I don't know if the on that the Abrams verse ongoing is still going, but it. It went for a significant number of issues, and they've got yeah. like four or five trades out of Abrams verse mm-hmm. uh, Star Trek. So um, they must be doing something right, you know. And I've I've heard it's been pretty good. And uh, but no, I saw this. Uh, we got a review copy from IDW for this uh, Picard Star Trek colon Picard colon <laughs> Countdown <laughs> number one. And uh, so you know, of course, I had to read it. Um, so in this, uh, uh, this is before the show, but I guess after, you know, some, somewhere after, um, Star Trek next generation, but not where to the point where Picard is like old and, mm-hmm. you know, gray and, you know, all withered and whatever ages. So. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. Say he's, yeah. That's true. He really doesn't. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a space vampire. <laughs> um, uh, Picard is still in Starfleet. He's an admiral admiral and um 
he is heading up this task force that is helping the Romulans uh, because they are um, they're a year away from uh, their entire system go like being engulfed by this like supernova. Yeah. So um, they so Starfleet is like their their mission right now is to uh, help them evacuate all of their their planets and their systems and uh, relocate them and um, you know and if if anyone has any passing knowledge of Star Trek, everyone knows that the Romulans are space dicks. Yeah. Like no one likes the Romulans. Like they're the worst. <laughs> um, so of course they don't really make things easy. Um, and there's a you don't in this first issue you don't see too many familiar faces other than Geordi uh, uh, LaForge has a has a has a brief uh, moment in the very beginning. He's actually like the engineer in charge of they're they're basically building an entirely new fleet for this mission to go get all the Romulans and mm-hmm. relocate them. So you see a little bit of Jordy. Um, they mention Will and uh, Will Riker and Deanna. They are uh, Will is the captain of the USS Titan, which uh, that's actually been like a series of novels. Oh, um, okay. So they've kind of spun that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, this is some pretty good Star Trek. Uh, so, you know, there's a big portion of it is Picard um, doing, you know, he's, like I said, he's kind of the head of this uh, relocation task force, and he has to, you know, kind of, he's kind of like a, a go-between. He's almost like an ambassador. You know, he's got to go down to these, to um, uh, meet with these Romulan Senate uh, senators and, kind of glad hand them a little bit and uh in the in the process of uh visiting one of the planets uh that they thought was uninhabited they find out something i'm not going to spill too much about it because it's kind of actually an interesting um uh twist and uh and you know the one thing that star trek's always been good at is like um making commentary on the human condition and you know they definitely do that in this uh, in this issue. Um, there are a couple of things that do bother me. I will say uh, so. Uh, Picard is he has a a new number one, if you will. He's got a okay. second in command. Uh, this young um, young woman. Um, I don't think she's an alien. I think she. Um, I forget her name, but. Um, She's very, she's very precious. Okay. If, you, if you know what I mean, like she's she's she kind of um, she she calls him JL. Oh, all right. You know, and yeah. she's kind of like snarky mm-hmm. and funny, yeah. and gives him a little bit of sass. And I'm like, hold on a second, you're talking about Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> I feel like there are some rules when it comes to Jean-Luc Picard. You can only be familiar with him if you are, if you're Q. <laughs> yeah. Or if you are like, if you're at his level, or if you're older, or you know what I mean, or you mm-hmm. have a higher, you know, a higher calling or higher standing than him, you can be familiar with him. If you're just some whatever, some like low junior officer, like yeah, you come on, you got to It's John Luke Picard we're talking yeah. about here. Show some respect. <laughs> so you know, as a as a Trek nerd that kind of like got under my skin a little bit. I'm like, don't call him JL. <laughs> You're <laughs> killing me. Um, 
And then, of course, like, and 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 this has been, um, I I feel like they've they've done this in the shows a bunch of times. Whenever they go to the future and you see like Starfleet in the future, mm-hmm. and they've got like, oh, they've got future uniforms. They're almost always terrible. <laughs> like they just can't design like good future uniforms. Mm-hmm. And and this and I feel like it's also the case here. Like they they're just trying too hard with um the the current like the future or the current Starfleet uniform whatever you want to call it like it's almost like new 52ish like there's just too many okay. lines <laughs> they're just too busy oh. just too many lines and it's like if it ain't broke don't fix it mm-hmm. you know or less is more like whatever you want to go with um I still maintain the best Starfleet uniform where the uh the full black jumpsuits with like the gray shoulders and the oh, yeah. and the uh, like sure, the, yeah. the co- different colored like um, collars or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are the best. But I mean, I understand that everybody wants to put their own spin on the uh, on the on the classic uniform. Um, but the art was really good, um, which a lot of times for uh, you know uh, a property like this, you know they. Um, you know any any property where like you know there's a TV show or a movie like you feel like there's the there's that fine line between just doing like straight up screen captures or the characters not looking at all like anything yeah. that they you know should resemble but um no the uh, the art of the Angel Hernandez uh, does a really good job of like actually making the characters look like the characters without it looking like you know, traced or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, like, and, and the, and the, like the sci-fi aspects look really good. Like the ships, uh, the technology, um, the Romulans, the different, uh, like this person can actually like draw backgrounds and draw like alien cities and things like that. So it was, uh, it was pretty good. I, I really enjoyed this first issue. I was, had a lot of trepidation going in because, um, I feel like a, a lot of the recent uh, Star Trek I've read from IDW has just been kind of mediocre at best. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've read some stuff and I'm just like, this is just not good. <laughs> you know, but uh, Star Trek colon Picard colon Countdown <laughs> number one was really good. I would I would recommend it if you're if you're at all interested in the in the upcoming Picard TV show, I would I would check this out. Um, not in that you need to read it in order to understand it, but I think it's almost like a, just a little, you know, get the little flavor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, get a little, get a little Picard in, in your mouth. Yeah. Oh, that just sounded awful. Yeah. It's <laughs> Mui Picard Day. Yeah. yeah. Mui Picard Day. Yeah. So that's what I, so yeah. So, uh, Star Trek colon Picard colon number one. Number one. Countdown number one. Check it out if you want to. Some some good some good trek and I I I have a feeling that you know we'll we'll get more cameos from other characters and stuff like that so nice I think it'll, yeah all right yeah I, I gotta go I need to know what this is <laughs> you gotta <Yeah>. go links links dying here yeah I'm very anxious to hear about this so um yeah I'll hold it up I do that The Walking Dead. Uh, Walking Dead, but I thought that was done. It's over, <laughs> but wait, there's more. Um, it's called The Alien. It's a one-shot from Bright, 
Brian K. Vaughn. Oh, I've read this. Yes, you have. <laughs> I read it too, <laughs> but I read it again. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't think I read it the first time. I think I. Just, oh, really? You all just, right. So here's the back. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go back story. Um, back story is Brian K. Vaughn approached. Uh, what's his name? Kirkman. Kirkman. Sorry. <laughs> that, that's, that Sorry, guy. Robert Kirkman. <laughs> that guy. That guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um, but he's like, hey, I want to write a Walking Dead story. Um, it's going to take place in France or whatever. He's like, what do you think about this? And he's like, yeah, go ahead. He's like, you're Brian K. Mm-hmm. Vaughn. You're yeah. awesome. And so he wrote this, and um, him and uh, Marco Smartin um, put this book out as an online only. Okay. There you go. That's why I was like, this yeah. sounds vaguely Wait familiar. A yeah. Never before in print. Okay. I actually did purchase this about a year or two ago. Like, I heard about it, mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, I'm going to buy the PDF copy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I never read it, because when I sat and actually read this, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm like, hey. <laughs> so, um, anyway, it's uh, it's the last Walking Dead story, because the book ended. <laughs> so, um, But basically, um, this is... A, Oh, and the other part, um, this was released on local comic shop day, which was like two Saturdays mm-hmm, ago, mm-hmm. Um, and this was their thing, you know. So I guess I think that's what they were just trying to do. Like here, let's give you something that's not a reprint. Yeah. You know, even yeah. though you've read it, you know, it, you know, but we'll put it out. But, but and, probably uh, not a lot. Like the like the people that are that were drawn into the comic, maybe like from the show. Yeah. That maybe you know you mean you know what I mean like people that were fans. In reverse, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, maybe have probably would not have known to like read that or find it or something, right? Right. So basically, um, this is like pretty much at the start of the uh, uh, the Walker Menace, um, at the start of the whole thing. And this uh, uh, American guy is uh, in France and he's trying to just find his way back to the states before mm-hmm. everything completely shuts down. And so you kind of follow him along in the story. Um, he, you know, he learns the whole, you know, people are eating people. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it is pretty basic as far as like, um, you know, the, the zombie threat. Yeah. You know, like let's set it up. And, uh, he's, um, joined by this, uh, woman who shows up on a moped, which is kind of funny, um, and saves the day. Um, but she, uh, in a way, this is kind of like as I'm reading this, I felt like she became the main character. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of strange that it seemed like he, as soon as he met her, he sort of took a back seat. Okay, yeah. Was just like, oh, okay, well, you're going to help me get out of the city. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and then she's flirting with him. Like, that was kind of weird. I don't know. But anyway, uh, so that that's their plan. They're just trying to get out. And um, there's a twist at the end that I almost don't want to spoil, but yeah. there is a connection. I would oh, just say okay. that there's a connection mm-hmm. to it's the main. It's not just a random gotcha. To the main book. Yeah. Um, a big one that I was like, when I read it, I was like, oh crap, I would have remembered this. I like, so yeah. I know I did. I didn't read this before. Okay. Um, uh, the the artwork's awesome in it. I love it. Oh yeah. Um, Marcos Martin, he's he's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. The pacing's really nice. It's one of the, you know, actually he did all the. Now that I look at his walkers, 
he did the covers. He did that. He did a uh, series of covers, I think. Or no, he did the issue 100. He did one of the oh, variant covers. Okay. Now that I just knowing it, his uh, style. Um, so anyway, what's kind of funny, and I don't want to show Link okay. this because I don't want to spoil right. it. But yeah, I need to track this down. But there is something that happens. I'll show you. I'll show you. Should I show the viewers now? <laughs> but true. basically, this is a black and white book, mm-hmm. except for one page. Mm. There's some. That's re- cool. It's sort of like you know you got red on you, that <laughs> kind of yeah. thing. So without saying what happens exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's kind of neat because when you get to that, there's a nice shock value too. Mm-hmm. That you're like, whoa, wait a minute, you know, this this was like a black and white you know yeah. thing. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh crap! So yeah, and that that came out a while ago, like it, 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 oh, originally, because that's when, um, at, oh, at least BKV and uh, Martine, where they were doing that other, like that online only series. Yeah. Um, oh, I forget what it's called. It was like a six. Oh, that's it was right. like a five or six issue. That's right. Online yeah. only. It was one of those things like you pay what you want like you could you could I know just say talking. like yeah and they, well they really set in trade eventually too i think yes yeah yeah and that was the deal with this too i think originally is you could pay whatever you felt yeah uh and mm-hmm. they probably still offer it that way as well yeah he's mm-hmm. got that bkv money yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he doesn't care you know i forget what i paid i think i probably three to five dollars yeah. or something mm-hmm. you know just because i'm like well it's a comic book sure it's probably yeah that mm-hmm. value so originally this one is six dollars so you know, you, you know, pick which one you want to. You pay twice for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they got me again. Um, Kirkman. <laughs> but so. yeah, since that was a um, uh, local comic shop day exclusive, um, you might be able to find it at your LCS, but you yeah. might not either. I mean, yeah. it was it was a that it was specific to that day. Right. So it, there's no telling. Yeah. How they ordered for that. Not only that. Now now that. Else, uh, the local comic shop day is over. I mean, beware! It could, the price could be now jacked up. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully, you know, you can find it, and you have a, you know, you have a shop owner who's pretty cool that maybe mm-hmm. will give it to you for cover price. But oh, don't yeah. be surprised if, you know, you go somewhere and find it. Now it's like ten bucks or something. Yeah. Or, oh yeah. Or if you look on on probably like eBay, it's probably. Yeah. You know, jacked up. I think they'd also probably collect that in a collected edition at some point. I would think so. They've done it with other like Yeah. I feel like, like Christmas it... one shot and like other yeah. weird little yeah. things they've done throughout the years. I like the so title. probably show up in something. The title's kind of funny cuz they called it The Alien mm-hmm. and that was mm-hmm. always the joke. The joke, the, yeah. was that the aliens started the yep. well, that, the yeah, dead. that's how he pitched it to Yeah, but know, they never said he never came out and said that for sure. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But in issue seventy five, he did that full color backup ish. You know, it was like a. Oh, that's, I thought that was one hundred. I thought it was seventy five. Mm. I don't remember, but it was a, supposed to be more comedic. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Like a funny little down. backup. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, because they did it in color. Yeah. And didn't like I think Eric Larson. Yeah, uh, I think so. I, yeah, I, I think Eric right. Larson drew it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so that's like in the the, the Walking Dead mythos. You know, yeah. Yeah. Which. You know, how's that show still on? No. That's the other show. That's our other episode. Yeah. Maybe we can. Yeah, we can talk about that. How's that yeah. still on? 
Next, tune in next time on the comic book pit. <laughs> so. where, where we answer the pressing Beast question. Me, I'm, yeah. I'm not watching it. Of how there's a third <laughs> and TV a third series, yeah. series coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. All right pressure's uh, on me. LinkedIn. All right. All right. So Go my lone book that I brought to uh, talk about, and it, the the sad thing is, there's not a lot to talk about. Um, I picked up uh, Batman White Knight Presents because it's sort of like a one-shot deleted scene kind of thing. Sean, that's that's what Sean Murphy called it. Uh, oh. Von Freeze, which is the uh, White Knight backstory for Mr. Freeze in this universe. Oh, nice. um, it was interesting. It was really cool. It was a lot of... Um, I think they mentioned it briefly in the uh, main series that his dad was like a Nazi scientist. Oh, okay. And so he has like he's like that's why he's like von Fries of the oh, blah blah yeah. blah like yeah, <laughs> um, but he you know he came to America and all this stuff and he's not really like he's not Mister Freeze he's just like a cryogenic scientist more or less oh, okay. at least as far as I can remember from yeah. the book like he isn't like in the full suit or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like a whole big flashback story about like his father developing the freeze ray in in Nazi Germany. He had um, he had like a another scientist that helped him who was Jewish, and it's this whole, oh. it's it's that that kind of a story. Okay, it's a, it's a heavy story. Hmm. Okay, um, that deals with like betrayal and allegiances and all that kind of stuff. Um, without getting too into it, uh, the the interesting part though was, uh, it wasn't drawn by Sean Murphy. Which oh. he's been drawing this bo- the entire book yeah. up to this point. No, mm-hmm. uh, the art was by uh, Klaus Jansen from Oh, uh, oh. Yeah. yeah, okay. Dark Knight Returns the, and uh, did he just do the Santa Claus book too, or am I just confusing? You're just Claus. mixing clauses together. <laughs> Claus. All right, never mind. Yeah, I'm not sure on that. I thought it was. But, um, but no, I thought that was interesting, and and there's like a little backup in the back where yeah. Sean Murphy talked about how he's like one of his idols, and he inspired him as an artist. And oh, nice. Is it like a nice cool. little? Yeah. And and then basically, I guess uh, they just decided to do a book together, and uh, DC said, "Do whatever you want." <laughs> and they're like, "All right, really? <laughs> gonna, yeah. yeah, yeah." They got they got free reign to do That's this cool. weird little one shot. All right, cool. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. All right, I, I still definitely have... I, even if you have like no clue about like White Knight, just go for That's it. That's actually it's fine. I didn't want to, because I didn't want to hinder your review, so mm-hmm. I didn't. I have that in my pile to read, and I haven't read it yet. Okay, I'll, I'll probably sift it mm. to the top. Yeah, you they say I mean? they like say it like it fits in somewhere in okay. the second one if you want to fit yeah. it somewhere, but it okay. Yeah, but it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. No, you okay. just can read it as like, oh, this is a weird Elseworld backstory oh, cool. origin thing. Okay, I just read today that a third yes. volume or third series mm-hmm. of Batman White Knight has been. What? Yeah, got, Sean got Murphy green light. just announced wow. it. Uh, I think it was called Beyond Batman White Knight, so oh. it might be you know futuristic Batman Ooh, Beyond stuff. All right. Which you know that's my that's my go. Maybe we're gonna that's get awesome. uh, what's yeah. his name Terry. Yeah, Terry McGinnis. Terry McGinnis. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, just to like I like that he's just running with like his own bat universe. Yeah. <laughs> like all right. Yeah. How great is that? I can't complain. Yeah. Like I I love seeing him draw Batman. Yeah. So. The Murphy verse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just um, let him run wild. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been enjoying the main book so far. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. What am I reading? The 
The only one I'm caught up on right now is the main, the. Oh, I, mean, I meant the main White Knight. Book. Oh, the main White Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I only read one or two issues. Oh. That, of the new one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I only read the first issue of the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, it got a little bit better. It was rough that first issue. I wasn't really sure what they were doing, but mm-hmm. yeah. I figured I'm just in, I'm I'm there. I figured I'd let them yeah. pile up. And That's a good call. Like you can yeah. just, <laughs> I feel as if this is something that just might read better in bulk too. Okay. Just, yeah, that's how I read the first volume, the okay, first, the, yeah. the original. That was just Batman. Back, the back half, that's yeah. how I read it. Yeah, um, Yeah. just because, and I think I've, I said this before, but like, um, like yeah, Sean Murphy's stuff is beautiful to look at. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, like his writing is a little tough for me, but I power through it because mm-hmm. of his art is just yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Oh, I'm gonna uh, keep on the on the on the DC angle for a minute. Um, I bought a. Um, I, we talked in the pre-show that like the the past week or two, the um, comics uh, have been a little weird, like almost like not a lot to read in a sense, like not a lot of yeah. stuff that I normally read has mm-hmm. been coming out. So I took a flyer on a couple of books that I've uh, heard good things of, and um, I think they're both written by the same guy, uh, okay. Robert Venditti. Um, who you know he's been around for a while. He uh, he he uh, got um, he first. I think he gained some not- notoriety from his uh, indie series, um, the Surrogates. If you, oh, if you remember, yeah. the, remember the Surrogates, and they actually turned that into a movie. It was like a Bruce Willis movie, like a sci-fi oh, movie. Yeah. Um, the one with the robots, where he had like they piloted from inside their house or something yes. like that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, so he's, uh, he's definitely got like a, like a sci-fi, you know, a little bit of sci-fi in him, but, uh, just overall, I mean, he's just a good writer. And so he, um, he took over Hawkman and, um, he started it like with Brian Hitch and they've been, I think only recently, I think the art team has changed, but it's still Robert Venditti. But, um, like Brian Hitch drew like the first 12 or like, hmm. 14 issues yeah. and um, so I read the first couple and um, it's really good like I've, I've got like it's one of those weird things like, I kind of have this like Hawkman is a weird character I yes. have like a <laughs> soft spot for mm-hmm. where I really love the idea of Hawkman um, I love his look mm-hmm. and and I even love like the weirdness behind Hawkman like the like the reincarnation mm-hmm. aspect um, but I've never really read a lot of Hawkman, like not really in his own series. Usually he's always been part of a team. Yeah. Um, so I thought I would try this and I, I really dug the first two issues. He's, um, they, it's almost like they focus more on Carter Hall as a, like as a scholar and as, um, an archeologist and as an advent, like kind of an adventurer. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, he, he does, you know, he does his Hawkman thing too, about like you know in each issue, um, but he's almost more like an Indiana Jones okay, type of character, that's cool. and he's you know he's following clues around the world, trying to learn more about, um, you know his his own background and you know but he's fully aware that he you know is part of this circle of if you want to call it like a circle of life it's a little cheesy but where he um, you know the the whole reincarnation thing and how he's been different versions of Hawkman mm-hmm. through different um, 
you know, different eras, different, you know, uh, alien races and, um, and, uh, and, and Brian Hitch, I mean, he, he's Brian Hitch. I mean, he's really good. Um, but he's not really, um, he's, he's reined in a little bit. Like he's not doing, you know, we're used to Brian Hitch doing his, um, widescreen movie, like, you know, ultimates and authority, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, uh, widescreen action shots. And, um, there's some of that there. Um, and, but he's, he's a little bit more reined in. He's actually doing more of a storytelling (laughs) than he is like just balls out action. Um, so I'm going to keep reading Hawkman. It, it, it was a nice, it was a nice fill in like on a, on a week mm-hmm. when there really wasn't a lot mm-hmm. to, um, to read. Um, so I would, uh, I would recommend that. And then also the other, um, Robert Vendetti book that, uh, was recommended is a 12 issue maxi series that he's right. Um, he's writing and Eddie, Eddie Barrows is drawing, uh, freedom fighters. And it's um, it's I guess it's very similar to um, that uh, that show uh, the man in the high castle. Okay, uh, yeah. Where where the um, the Axis wins the war, mm-hmm. and you know against America and its allies. Um, this is a story that takes place on Earth X, oh. where where the Nazis have won. And, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a group of, um, uh, like the book says freedom fighters. Uh, it, it starts out in the, uh, sixties, um, in the early sixties, um, where you've got, uh, actually Jesse Owens is the, is the leader of the freedom fighters. Uh, he's not super powered or anything, but he is, um, an enemy of Hitler because of, of what he, because of his performance in the Olympics mm-hmm. in the thirties, um, he's like an enemy of the state. Um, but he's also a, uh, a symbol of hope and resistance. And, um, so everyone's like, protect Jesse, keep Jesse alive, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you know, and then you've got, you know, uh, characters that are, uh, familiar, like, Doll Man and Black Condor and um, oh, I forget the other guy's name. The, oh, the Human Bomb. Um, and then it cuts to uh, 55 years into the future to basically the present day, cool. and where the um, the resistance is growing again because it, it had kind of uh, the resistance had kind of been killed in the in the 60s, and um, but now it's back. And, uh, and yeah, this was just, this was a really fun book and, and, and also very like, um, I I would say kind of like kind of timely in the sense, Mm -hmm. I mean, not that it was like so heavy handed, like, oh, this is the world we live in and everything sucks and racism and blah, blah, blah and Nazis. And, you know, there, there weren't so like the, like the direct parallels to, you know, to our, you know, yeah, culture wasn't, you know, it wasn't like that, like it wasn't really like heavy handed, but, um, you know, it felt very, re- very relevant, you know, but it was still, it you know, at the end of the day, it was still a fun, um, superhero book, mm-hmm. you know, about, you know, superheroes fighting back against the Nazis. Yeah. So, 
uh, and the so the, the the writing and the art were spectacular. So I'm gonna uh, it's probably another one I'm gonna keep going with. Nice. So there. All right. Suck on that. <laughs> that was um, that was your vendetti corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh me, the camera's on me. Okay. <laughs> no, the uh, star the. Uh, Star Wars number 75 is that, coming up next. Nice. Is it the last one? It's the last one. I'm done reading this book until <laughs> until the next number one. Is that a uh, Phil Noto cover? It is a Phil Noto cover. Phil Noto's had a big role in uh, in this book, I think, as far as... Like in the Star Wars universe, too. He's mm-hmm. done a lot of a lot of the individual issues. Um, this one, he just did the covers. And... Um, or did he? Or did he do the? Wait a minute. Hold on. Uh-oh. No, he did do the art. <coughs> I was like, who drew this? Oh my God, it's Phil Noto. <laughs> nice. He's so good. That's a nice surprise. It is, but you know what? It's funny because he does more more of his stylized for the cover. But sure, yeah, more, it's like more painted looking. Yeah, yeah, and it's a little more traditional inside. Um, and then uh, Greg Pack is uh, writing it, and this. I'm actually not going to give this a glowing review, so... Okay. Oh, I was yeah. going to say, that book traded writers a lot, huh? It did. They um, Well, they had a yeah. pretty solid team, I think, up until issue 50 or so. Okay, and then they just started then, tossing it around. Yeah, and then uh, Greg Pak took over, and this uh, storyline called Rebels and Rogues, mm-hmm. part eight. It took Oof. eight issues to tell this story. Yikes. And I felt the payoff was not worth it. Mm. Like, and I'm also feeling that this is not where you end. Like, basically what they've done is they're ending the New Hope era. Yeah. So they're they're saying this is be- right before Hoth, mm-hmm. like before you go into Empire Strikes Back. And there is no transition. They even, they even like, label it on the cover with Destination Hoth. Oh, yeah. There is nothing in this story about them going to Hoth. Hoth. Yeah, there's no... Nothing. Not even them like like pulling out like a like a folded roadmap like <laughs> yeah us Roth right. right like I would have appreciated that um, and then um, unbeknownst to anyone too is uh, for the next issue they're like Star Wars next issue on December eighteenth Destination Hoth concludes and I'm like what Hoth wait oh and. St- <laughs> In Empire Ascendant number one. Ugh, they're marveling it. Yeah, it's uh, a one. It's a one shot. One shot. The Alpha There's and the, Omega book, kind of like thing. The, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a bookend. I hate uh, their bookend to, stuff. To bridge their transition mm-hmm. into to Hoth, and I was like, what I wanted was them, like I remember the old cart or comic strips, you know, from the daily papers, and that had more. Uh, you know, in agreement with them moving to Hoth. Mm-hmm. Like, they were showing them setting up the base, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, well, we got an away mission, you know, but they they would leave Hoth, or they're like, or there's these caves we have to explore, there's like some sort of big spice thing going on here. <laughs> you know, like, they, they had storylines that actually mm-hmm. were, you know, in accordance with that. And this, they're just like... All right, Empire Strikes Back. Watch the movie and then come back, <laughs> and we're gonna be in post Empire Strikes Back era. And it's like, what? Yeah. Like what? So I'm I'm a little I'm a little bummed about that. That's a that's a really yeah 
awful way to end a 75 issue run to just be like eh. i i almost feel that maybe or, there, or th- i have more criticism about this book too okay that's do just it. the surface like do I, it. I didn't Rip realize off. i didn't even realize <laughs> until i sat down that i'm like man open the gates man yeah <laughs> do so it. um i haven't had a rant in a good time <laughs> no but the other thing too is i feel like maybe maybe they pulled the rug out you know uh on this team and they were just like we're ending the book just end it you mm-hmm. know it's 75 and they gave them no because the also the story itself the first thing they did was split the the dream team up and they were like okay uh, well luke okay. gets a mission han and leia get a mission and then chapak and 3po get a mission okay and they're all working towards um basically getting the empire distracted into where is the rebel base sure so they're just trying to mislead them i think i remember you mentioning this yeah Yeah. i think i maybe mentioned it at the beginning Mm -hmm. months ago uh, yeah yeah yeah. and um you know chewbacca and 3po discovered rock rock people on this on this planet Mm -hmm. oh i think i'm i feel like you mentioned that before yeah yeah i do remember this now they were like we're gonna blow it up and then you know vader showed up and that was cool like there's some good conflicts in this Mm -hmm. there was a good thing with han and leia pretending to be married Mm -hmm. you know which alluded to their love interest in the movies which was kind of cool for that and then luke uh learning a little bit more you know jedi stuff but it was really just a reference back to rogue one sure yeah you know with the um uh, I'm one with the force, and the force is with me. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, and um, so anyway, this comes together. They all end up at that planetoid, and they're like, "We can't stop it from blowing up." Mm-hmm. And then the rock people are like, "Oh, don't worry about it." <laughs> and they they blow it up, and there's literally the whole planet is a giant rock monster. Sure. And I'm like, "Okay, what? Like it's bigger yeah. than a star destroyer." And there's just a giant rock, and there even the rock people are like, it's cool, we'll float yeah. in space, and you know we'll reform the planet when <laughs> when it sleeps again. Like this giant rock mon. I'm like, wait, what? Like this is even like yeah. getting a little too crazy for Star That's Wars. Some comic booky yeah. Star Wars, yeah. And um, that was my. This yeah. <laughs> That's my first thing. That's my Here's first. The- <laughs> but also like, and and I'm even gonna step on this one too, but. That's my least favorite thing about um, the Hobbit movies was the, okay. the giant rock monsters fighting. Oh, sure, Because I was sure, like, yeah. how does that work? Like, I get it, like, magic. in... Yeah, magic. <laughs> right, magic. But I, And I get it in Galaxy Quest for sure, some reason. Yeah. I was okay with that. But I was <laughs> like, how are these rock things actually working? Like, how does that function? And um, these guys, they were just... I don't know. It was bizarre. I was like, what a bizarre ending that is for so a weird. series yeah. where they're just like, ah, giant rock planet yeah. saved us from the Star Destroyer. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> you know? That <laughs> like, does seem like a weird... That's like some some Ewok movie payoff. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, uh, okay. Yeah. Like, it's... it's, it's the, the twist sounds clever. Like, it's like, oh, but like... The, the actual concept sounds yeah. dumb. Like it, it hatches and yeah. they get away and and uh, and then they just show, you know, um, you know, Vader almost had Luke at this point. <laughs> and it could have been so much more mm-hmm. too because in the Vader comic they had 
revealed that uh, by this time, Vader already knows that Lucas is Sure, his yeah, son. yeah. So they could have done something with that in the book here, but they, they didn't. They mm-hmm. just... They got near each other. Vader was about to pounce, and you know the rock people saved them or whatever. Something happened like that. Hmm. Um, Chewbacca got to s- grapple with Vader, which was kind of cool. I think I saw that. Didn't he so, like he like smash him over the head with a with a yeah. giant boulder or something? Yeah, like yeah. That, that, that looked pretty awesome. It was a little grappling, and then Vader just kind of force chokes him. So, and he's like, oh, so is Vader's weakness just rocks? I guess <laughs> <laughs> that's his secret weakness. <laughs> It's because they're giant pieces of sand. Oh, (laughs) there it is. Yeah, there you go. So, um, as for an ending to a series that's been really good, uh, very disappointed in that that was. Yeah, that's rough. So I mean, I guess it's technically not the ending. Right. It never ends. Well, no, I meant that uh, that one shot. Oh, and then you have the one shot. Because that I guess is the end of the Hoth. That's probably what they told them. Whatever that is. I mean, honestly, that that's probably was an editorial decision. Yeah. Let's start the new year with something new. So they're like, we'll just give you a one shot to wrap it up with Hoth. And that's... See, I don't like that just because it should end in the actual book. It should. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's that's the bummer. There's something special about that being like, it's 75 issues of this plus one other random thing. Yeah. (laughs) one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's weird. So yeah, I was I was bummed. Um, you know, I mean, Greg Pak still, you know, he does a lot of good character stuff, and you know, Phil Noto's awesome. So oh yeah, he's yeah. I mean and, for that reason. And I'm all, has this has this just been monthly or has it been like doubled up every month? Uh, like it feels, seventy-five seems like a weird number. I feel like they may have doubled up here at the end. Okay. Um, I was so. like, has it, have they really been cranking out Star Wars comics for six, seven years? Since Force Awakens, I think is when, and that's only been four years. Yeah, it's not, okay. So yeah, they definitely. Yeah. So they they cranked yeah, out some extras. They sped it up during the summer. They you know Marvel. Okay. Yeah. Marvel and they're like, we need eighteen issues a year, <laughs> you know, yes. of every book. Yep. So yeah. <laughs> that's how they get them. So anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, January first, Star Wars number one. The Empire Strikes Back era, post Empire era, which will be titled Star Wars. Oh, well then. Gonna... Sure, I mean that's kind of cool in a way that yeah, all the volumes like... will be like based, yeah. like Volume One is. That's true. I, I think Marvel, yeah. the original Marvel series was Volume One, maybe. I don't oh, that makes one... sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know so if this, this is, is Volume considered... Two. I guess it doesn't say that here, but I. I feel like that's what they were going yeah. for. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. So, anyway. There you go. All right. So, I, I was thinking, and I, it's not a big review, but I remember on our last show we were talking about uh, I was going to drop Green Lantern. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm not dropping Green Lantern. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Black Stars <laughs> was really good. They they swung back up. Into, it's, Black Stars is the three-issue miniseries that is bridging season one of Grant Morrison's Green Lantern with season two. Um, it was really cool. It, it picks up right where the, the, the finale ends, but they tell it in a... Re- the story's being told in reverse from, like, day six, and it goes to day five, three, two, one. Okay. Um, of of, of um, Hell Jordan's experience with the, the Black Stars, who are the... They're working for the... Um, uh, I'm blanking on my Space DC stuff. The Monitors? Does that sound... Yeah. Yeah, they're like a uh, sort of pseudo Green Lantern 
group. Not not Green Lanterns, but they're like Manhunters. No, they're they're. I think they were called monitors. Maybe like, May was monitors. Yeah. It, it's yeah. They're they're but they are like these. Uh, oh, I think they're like these. This split off from the uh, the Oa blue dudes. Okay. They're Guardians. like some like old like weird. Okay. Giant blue faced guy, Grant Morrison stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's working for them, and there's like they they uh, they're just kind of going around like being space fascists. <laughs> they're just okay. like hey ship up or shape out and uh like it, the the book opens with them like landing on this planet of for lack of a better word um hellraiser cenobites okay. like aliens that are like kind of parodies of them and telling them to you know uh stop stop being dicks or we're gonna blow up your planet and then to make like an example of one of them like they just like you know green lantern ringed somebody and like obliterated them so it, it's kind of it's interesting to see like how Jordan kind of being this bad cop and he's not intentionally being he's like kind of undercover kind of yeah. trapped in this situation now because the actual Green Lantern group has dissolved so now he's just like stuck in deep cover mm-hmm. until they figure out what the hell's going on and how to bring the Lantern Corps back. So it it's it's interesting again like it kind of like we were talking they were doing the multiversal lanterns and. Mm-hmm. All that stuff, which is kind of, eh. But <laughs> this is a lot more interesting. This is okay. It, it really does. It does play in like every single like weird, like crime drama trope that you can think of. Is <laughs> what Morrison's just been doing this whole book. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's pretty cool. So, it's my my mini review. Nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So I guess the last thing I have to talk about in. I don't want to say I'm going to I'm going to end on a downer, but um I read uh Firefly the Sting uh hardcover. Oh. Um Is that with the uh, the I don't even remember the character's name, the red-haired Saffron. Girl? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Um it, it was like a like a like a standalone story. Um let me pull it up here. It was written by um I want to say like a Oh well, I think she's a she's a she's like a New York Times best-selling author, but she's also mm. I don't yeah uh, I don't think th- I don't she may have this may be her first comic work I don't know, um, and she's teamed up with uh, let's see one two three four five different artists on this oh boy um, oh. which well and and that was by design because they okay. so they told this story. It's it's Saffron who puts together it's it, it's like very like Ocean's Eleven sure, esque okay. uh, where she puts together this uh, you know this uh, job and uh, ropes in all the ladies from Firefly okay. or from, okay. from, from from Serenity oh, yeah okay. um, which uh, you know on paper sounds yeah pretty good um, I I feel like it. Uh, maybe a, 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 instead of it being like a 132-page hardcover, it could have been like a, a double-sided, a double-sized issue, or like a two-issue miniseries, or a three-issue miniseries, or something Did like. Did it start as straight to graphic novel, or was it digital first? Hmm. I, you know, because it almost sounds like like each issue would be a, right a character. Th- that's what it's that that's what it should have been. I and I agree. 
that that one of my one of my issues with this book was there was no there was no distinctive uh, break between the characters. Okay. So so each each character was handed over to a different artist to tell the 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 job from their point of view, mm-hmm. and that wasn't really done well like there like there was no transition so you didn't know between the art and even narration you didn't know like all of a sudden uh you know like the the story starts off from saffron's point of view Mm -hmm. and then switches to zoe's point of view and you don't then all of a sudden you're like wait there's a different artist wait now zoe's narrating yeah you know um it was it was a little it was a little confusing um it got to the point where I I got about halfway through and I just stopped reading it. I just kept flipping through it because actually all the artists were really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all did a pretty good job. Um, but you know, as I'm reading this, it just uh, it just really felt like somewhat mediocre uh, fan fiction. Okay. It was just it was like taking all like catchphrases and cute uh, parts from mm-hmm. the show and from the movie and putting them, you know, putting them in a book. Yep. And like at one point they used the phrase big damn heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end, uh, like they're getting away and they get back to the ship and um, river says to Simon, uh, I swallowed a bug again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, wait a second. It doesn't really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was in the movie, and then like yeah. that doesn't really work out because Wash is dead, and yeah, Wash yeah. was in this book, and it's like. Hmm. Oh yeah. And um and and some of the characterizations didn't really sit sit right. Um, so at, at one point, so the, all the all the women are at a spa. This is how Saffron gets them. Uh, they're they they take um all the women leave Serenity. Uh, the 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 ship is stuck in a at a port until Mao pays like the dock fee or something, docking fee. Um, so they're like, okay, we're all going to a spa. Um, again, weird. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, we're all going to go, you know, take a spa day. <laughs> um, so they, they're, they're at this luxury spa and, um, you know, at, at one point Kaylee is walking into this pool and she's, I mean, like, everyone else is there. They're all, like, lounging in chairs and stuff. And Kaylee is essentially walking into this pool naked. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a like a plant, like, strategically placed. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, this, like, there's no way, even surrounded by other women, that character is not going to walk naked right. in front of her friends yeah. and whatever. Like, that character does not walk around naked. Right. Mm-hmm. She's not going to walk into a pool in front of her friends naked. Right. Um, and later on, uh, there's a scene where Anara, um, Anara like breaks down crying because Mal said something mean to her, mm-hmm. um, yeah. in front of like the other women. And I'm like, again, this character is not going to do that. Like, yeah, I, I feel like strange. her, her companion training would prohibit yeah. her from, right. you know, even in front of like people that she considers friends and right. It'd be y- better to know. do like a, maybe in her head kind of. Yeah, or like in private. Yeah, you know, like. Right. But, so, you know, I, you know, I just didn't feel like this. They they really had the, the, the characters down. 
Um, in a lot, in a lot of the scenes, and and again, this the, the book just got real long in the tooth. Mm-hmm. Like it was not a good heist story. Yeah. It got real, you know, because when it, when you're telling the same, like when you're telling this story from everybody's different point of view, it just just really just dragged. Yeah. yeah. And I think, like I said, the only thing that I think that I feel saved it was uh, the art. Uh, the art in each section was pretty decent. Um, but the story overall, I was, yeah, just disappointed with. I really wanted to like it because I thought this was an interesting take on mm-hmm. the whole Firefly universe. You don't really ever see like the uh, the female characters interacting mm-hmm. in a group like that. Yeah. Um, Sounds like it would be a really good TV episode too. Just like yeah. the way it would be filmed and yeah. like kind of like a multi-perspective. Like, yeah. I mean, I've seen that done on TV before, and it works out great. But I think, yeah, reading something See, now what I would pitch- convey that same yeah. feeling. Mm-hmm. What I picture is um, Adam Hughes illustrating it and maybe doing that, doing his uh, rendition of, you know, like you said about uh, Kaylee. Mm-hmm. I could see him being, you know, he would illustrate her as, you know, being shy, you know, right. having her coming down to the water with her, yeah, you like, know, covered. Not and then just kind of letting it not, off. Not showing her nethers. <laughs> yeah. You know, but she, he would do it in a way that, you know, yeah, be he cute. Would, and, right, exactly. It, it would be more faithful to the character yeah, yeah. than just her, like, walking like into a pool. Like, I could picture pool. him doing that. Yeah. But I can't picture, yeah, her just mm-hmm. going, wah, you know? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, and it was just, it, it, it wasn't even, like, a very, um, like, like, the scene, was it was very, like, it was almost like a background thing. Like, it wasn't, like... It was done to be, you know. Yeah, it was just sexy or mm-hmm. silly or whatever. But it was like, but I'm, but it was something I noticed, and I'm like, that is not right. Yeah. You know, and, and not to be like a nitpicky fanboy, but that's what fans notice. Yeah. The little things like that. It's like, you know, and especially with a property like this, it's like if you don't get the characters just right, right, don't even bother mm-hmm. because right. people are going to call you out on it. Right. You should be able to hear. Hear their the sound of their voice when when you're reading their dialogue. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and yeah. and um and that's another thing. Like like the dialogue was okay. It wasn't great. I felt like, you know, like someone like Zoe, um, so at some point she was a little too talky. Mm. Whereas like that character is usually very right. she's very stoic, mm-hmm. right? And she's very matter of fact, and she's not super jokey. Like she'll, you know, right she'll zing you once in a while but it's like it's, she's got a very dry sense of humor yeah um and, and she's not a girly girl i mean right. she's obviously she's a gorgeous uh physical specimen um yeah. and and you know but the only one that treats her that way is wash yeah but you know to everyone else she's she's just a badass like tough as nails yeah yeah war a warrior. Yeah, she's a soldier. Of, she's yeah. a warrior. She's a you yeah. know a Valkyrie as he described her. I mean, yeah. like she's so she's she's not a girly girl. Yeah. Um. The fact that she would even let herself get dragged to a spa yeah. is almost laughable. Yeah. Um. Oh, and there was a, 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 again like talking about how like they they pulled um certain things from like the show and and the movie um at one point. They like Wash says something like, "I bought you a slinky dress," uh-huh. and I'm like, uh, "He mentioned that in like like one of the episodes. Like, uh-huh. Captain, can I have some money to buy her a slinky dress?" And uh-huh. 
Mm-hmm. You know, just, I, I feel so like they somebody just, watch a show and yeah, I just feel like they pulled. they they really lean too much into like too many references yeah. from the show. Like they sat and watched it over a weekend, and then they were like, "I know how to write these characters." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and 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 on the other hand, so like I'm I'm reading the the Firefly ongoing, and that's written really well. Like the the characters really seem like the characters without without resorting to what I would consider like cheap cheap tricks mm-hmm. you know cheap just like cheap yeah. cheap writing tricks like just leaning on that stuff like yeah. so like the yeah the 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 firefly ongoing from boom really good um firefly the sting hardcover not so good okay so all right yeah um that's all we got for books. That's all I've got. You guys got any? You, I know you're pretty much done. I, still I, over here I actually want to <laughs> go off topic, but I just wanted to uh, say what a good job you've done on Jovember, Dan. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So They've been really good. Oh, yeah. thanks. I appreciate uh, that. And honestly, like other people have told me that too. So I'm passing it along. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but everybody out there... Um, uh, Jovember, basically like Inktober. Um, the idea, though, is you draw G.I. Joes every day for the month. Mm-hmm. And your spin on it is to put them in everyday situations. Yes. Like they're off time. Yeah. <laughs> G. I. Yeah, and, like what a G.I. Joe and Cobra do on their day off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been, yeah, it's been a hoot. Like, mm-hmm. I, you oh, know, thanks. different people have, have said that. They're like, <laughs> you know, like... Uh, you know, Brian and Colton at work, they're mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, what's going on in Dan's head there? That's weird. <laughs> like, but it's very amusing. And, uh, you know, Ray, you know, mm-hmm. my friend Ray, he, yeah. he thought it was funny. So, cool. Yeah, everybody's well received. It's well received. Nice. So, yeah. well, I appreciate that. Well, I'm, yeah. I was actually thinking about, like, not that I'm doing a lot of, like, comic shows or, like, tabling or anything like that, but I thought it might be fun to put together as, like, a like a book, like yeah. a sketchbook yeah. or something. Yeah. And put it out there. Do it as a coloring book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, that yeah, because you know that was the one thing. Like, so I I, I did November last year. I didn't I didn't complete the entire month because um, I mean I, I still enjoyed doing it, but uh, I um, you know I did the traditional like draw it in pencil and then go over oh, it in yeah. color and everything. And this I just did like straight like black straight and white, to black and white, yeah. yeah, just like pencil. That's awesome. Um, or yeah, I mean, it was I did it on my iPad, so it was like you know, yeah, pencil, yeah. right. Um, but yeah, but it was just all like just grays, just gray tones, you know. Yeah. Um, so that I mean, it was it was challenging, but I mean, it was it was still easier to do it that way than to do each one oh, in yeah. color yeah. because that just takes so much more time. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I appreciate that, and I actually I want to you know since we're calling people out for that, um. I'd like to then I would like to mention our friend uh, Ian Sharpley. Yeah. And uh who also Ian was killing it. Yeah. yeah. Ian Ian's takes on uh you know his I I love his style like his real like angular style. This is um the, You know that's what you know like not to bring it back to like our what we're doing with the Patreon you know with mm-hmm. the 7x7 comics but that's the stuff that Ian was doing that caught caught everybody's eye like you know how he does the sketchy 
you know, you can see the blue line. You can mm-hmm. see the work that he puts into every layer yeah. to build that character and bring him out on the page. Mm-hmm. And that's what I told him. I was like, don't, you know, when you do the comic, like, make sure that's in there. Yeah. Because that's my favorite part of, like, looking at his work mm-hmm. is seeing, like, his, you can see his process in the lines. Yeah, you, you know, can kind of see the bones yeah, of yeah. the of the figure. Yeah, that's really but cool. His, and, uh, and he, um, but he, he, he did the whole month, too. Yeah. Yeah. He finished it up. You with guys both did it, right? Cobra you did it every, yeah. every every day. Yeah. Awesome. Um I I got I got delayed with Thanksgiving. So my yeah, so uh, you the, the the big final dump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I did I did three in a row. But in a way it kind of I, I like the way it worked out because I did the last three as like the last three major holidays mm-hmm. of oh. the year. I did Thanksgiving, Christmas and New Year's. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um that was kind of fun. Although I st- I stayed up till like 2.30 in the morning <laughs> to was, get them finished. Was that on Friday night, by chance? Yes. I was also awake working on my comic. Okay. <laughs> Until 2 in the morning. Yeah, strangely enough, that's funny. Yeah. That um, was the night. I was like, I have to get it done tonight. I have this... This page was due today, and it's now 2 a.m. Yeah. And I'm like, I gotta finish it. So... Yeah. I was... I, I, <laughs> I thought, like, I don't want to let this go. I mean, it's already been delayed. I just want to... And, and it was also a personal thing, like... I, I want to complete this. I want yeah. to be done with it. I don't want it hanging over my head. Yeah. Like la- last year's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to actually finish it. So you're doing uh, it jumping into DC Ember? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I I really thought about it. I, I really um, wanted to do December, but uh, yeah. it, you know, one two monthly challenges in a row. <laughs> in a row yeah. It's a little too much. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll you know drop one in here and there or something like that yeah. just for funsies, yeah. but. I don't think I can do a daily yeah. drawing challenge uh, two months in a row. Yeah, that's uh, I see that. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough. But um, no, but I, I I had a lot of fun doing it, and uh, I would you know recommend if if anybody's interested in seeing what people did, there's a there's a Facebook group. Yeah. Um, just it's Joe Vember, J O E, and then Vember. Um, or you can just like go on like Instagram or Twitter and just do hashtag Jovember. Yeah. You'll probably see, I, I would do that every so often just to see like what other people like all across the, yeah, I thought, you know, did DJ, DJ didn't, did he start it? Or he did, did. I don't think he finished. No, but I mean, didn't he, did he start Jovember? Oh, I don't know. Or was it some, somewhere else that it came from? I, it I seems... don't know if he started it or if he was just kind of like a big proponent of it. Maybe. Yeah. I think he was just like, pushing it yeah I, I i think he 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 was the one that i saw first doing it okay um but i think it was i think it's been around for a while you know maybe a couple of years um and i think he he was the first one i've seen start like actually participating i think if you can pun it you should draw it you know, so. <laughs> that's right <laughs> we'll have to think of a, of a drawing challenge a pun drawing challenge for each month of the yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, oh, because uh, I, I um, was it last year or two years ago? I um, I think before I heard of Joe Vember, I was trying to get Marvember started. Oh, yeah. oh nice. So it was going to be like, you know, so November would have been like a mar like a Marvel character every yeah. day, and then that would have led into December, which would have yeah. been a DC character mm-hmm. every day. Mar- so Marshall. No, yeah, you got Mar- Marvelch. March, Marchville. Marchville. <laughs> I don't know. Try to come up with one. Trying too hard. Yeah. It's got a flow. Yeah. 
You're just you embarrassing know, yourself. Like now. Han- January. It's all Han Solo. <laughs> Han Solo every day of January. Ouch. January. Yeah. That bad. would be wow. That would be right. uh, interesting and awful. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a good place to end this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Before um, I get worse. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks again for listening to the Comic Book Pit podcast. This has been episode 333. Uh, I'm Dan, and with me in the amazing Sorgatron Media Studios, we've got Scott. Peace. And Link. See ya. And uh, thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye.